Welcome to Turn the Dial Podcast, hosted by Scott and Renee Comey. Scott and Renee are real estate industry experts, having reached the top 1% in the nation as both agents and brokerage owners. Their insights, ideas, and suggestions will help guide you to a place where achieving your life aspirations is fully possible. Today, we're talking about five steps to finish the year strong. And we're recording this a little bit over halfway through the year, but no matter when you listen to this, this is going to be valuable. Sometimes we are on track to hit those goals, sometimes we aren't. But if you aren't checking in and being honest with yourself as the year progresses, the, the year may finish and you may not have accomplished your goals. Yeah, and here's the thing, you know, we we put this together, you know, we teach the 12-week year, of course, and with the 12-week year, one of the reasons why that system is so great is because you get out of the annualized thinking, right? Mm -hmm. Meaning 2023 thinking. I set a goal in 2023. Oh my gosh, just as you said, we're more than halfway through the year. I'm not halfway to my transaction goal. I'm just going to throw in the towel and whatever I do the rest of this year is just going to happen because I'm not going to hit my goal, right? That's annualized thinking. When you put it into context of the 12-week year, you're looking at your years only in a 12-week segment. And so that's how people that do that system can accomplish so much more in 12 weeks than a lot of people do in a calendar year. And so that really is... really about the focus. It, it is absolutely about the focus. And so we're hoping to... Um, kind of utilizing principles from the 12-week year uh, puts you guys in a place where even though we've got five months left in 2023, despite where you are with your goals, you can hit them still. And that's that's going to be the theme is that I don't care if you're only 10% to your goal and there's only five months left. You absolutely can. The first thing is there's a mind shift that needs to happen. But the second thing is, is you need to have a plan. For sure. And so that's what we're going to help you accomplish today is, is the plan. And so I want to start out, we talked about five steps. Let's start with step number one. Now, this is an easy one. So check, you know, check this one off easily. <laughs> this is how many home sales do you need by the end of the year, right? Yeah. And if you ha didn't start the year with a goal, because maybe you didn't, maybe you said, hey, goal settings for crazy people. And then the year ended up not just being as off the hip as the last couple of years. Maybe it's time to have a little soul searching, a little moment with yourself. What do you need to fund in your life uh, to know how many home sales you need to finish this year? Yeah, and just so so simple math here for most of you, you know, let's say your goal was to sell 20 homes in 2023 and you've sold seven, right? Which would make you feel like, gosh, can I get to 20? Probably not because we're already more than halfway through the year. But I'm here to tell you that that leaves you with 13. And so that would be your step number one, right? How many home sales do you need to do by the end of the year, from today through the end of the year? It's focusing again on what you can control versus the past, which you cannot change. You cannot change what has already happened. All you can do is set your intention right now and move towards it. Absolutely. So that brings us to step number two. So after you know how many homes you have to sell between now and the end of the year, we're going to go to step number two, which is what are the three main sources of your business. So Renee, speak on this a little bit about having multiple pillars. Sure. So if you go, gosh, all my businesses by referral or all my businesses from Zillow or all my businesses from open houses, that's not what we're talking about. Because when we put all of our eggs in one basket, we've heard that old adage before, 
It's never a good thing. We got to have some multiple uh, sources of business. Or Scott may use the word pillars, right? It's like picturing sitting on a, a stool with one leg or two legs. It's not until you have three that you can actually sit on a stool without it just falling right over. So you got to think about what are those different sources? And they each have their own time to shine, right? And there could be one that's always the strongest. Man, if you've been doing a lot of business with your sphere or database, you know, that will probably always be the majority of your business. But there's probably some other activities you have to do to keep that sphere and database alive and keep it always growing and making new contacts, right? So what you want to do, if you have not done this ever before or considered it, is go look up all your past sales, you know, if it's for a year because you've had plenty in the last year, cool. If uh, it needs to be back further than that, go back further. But right where they came from. And you'll start to see those trends and you'll be able to more easily identify those sources of business. Absolutely. Very well said. And I love the not having all your eggs in one basket. It's kind of like if you're finance or if you're, if you're investing money, you don't want to have it all in real estate. You know, you don't want to have it all in st- the stock market. You don't want to have it all in a 401k. You want to have a diversified portfolio because the chances that the real estate market and stocks and everything is going to, you know, be fantastic all the time is, is pretty slim. And so you want to make sure that you've got those multiple pillars mm-hmm. of, of where to get your business from. So. A great example, right? Uh, open houses. If you were someone who did a ton of business from open houses, but homes were selling within a matter of days when they went on market, you weren't getting the same amount of time or opportunities at an open house. That was probably a hard source to feed during that time of the market. Or say you do a lot of for sale by owners or expireds. And there weren't as many people having a listing that expired that didn't get sold the first time. That would be a source that maybe it dried up a little bit, but you can bring it on back. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So, so now picture, you know how many homes that you have to sell, right? You know, the three primary places that those home sales can come from because you've picked those three prospecting sources, right? Now we're going to go to step three. The math. Which is, and I don't want anybody to get to get uh, confused here. So follow me here closely. Uh, create step three is create the ratio for that prospecting source for each prospecting source. Now let me explain what I mean by that. Um, we have talked about it in the past that you need to track everything you do. Now the first thing you need to do, Renee, is we need to track where our business even comes from, mm-hmm. right? So. As somebody, if somebody calls me today and says, hey, Scott, uh, I'm thinking about selling my home. I'd love for you guys to come by and tell me how much you think it's worth, right? Mm -hmm. The first thing I'm going to do is ask them how they heard about me, right? Well, and if it's someone from your sphere, would you still kind of ask something? Like what made you think of me? Yeah, you can actually dial it down even further because you do kind of want to know those further nuances with social media being such a a hot thing these days. You do want to know if that's where they're paying attention to you the most or if it's the mailer you do or the personal notes or or, uh, some other avenue that's causing them to uh, keep, you know, to to see your name constantly. Right. Mm -hmm. So you do kind of still want to know that. But in general, the first thing that we need to do that a lot of agents don't is we need to ask how they heard about us. So that we know what that prospecting sort, what prospecting sources are working. Mm-hmm. Then we need to, when I say create the ratio, here's what I mean. If one of my prospecting sources is working by referral, it's working my sphere, it's working my database, right? It's working my CRM. 
if that is one of, and for a lot of you, that's going to be probably number one of the three. Okay. What are you doing to cause those referrals to come in? Right. One of the things that I used to do and that we teach is calls, calling through your database, checking in, building that relationship, building rapport, but then of course, asking for referrals. So when we say, what is the ratio? This is what we're asking. How many times, how many calls do I have to make to my database before I get a referral? Right. And if you don't know that number, that's called a, it's called a lag or excuse me. Yeah. Lag indicator, meaning there's a time lag between today and when you're going to know what that ratio is. So the first thing I'm going to tell you is if, is if you're not tracking that yet, start tracking that. Because we do want to know what that ratio is for you because it's different for everybody. Yeah, we can give some general, uh, hey, here's the average for people who do track. But you might be better than average or you might not be up quite to average depending on your skill in a certain type of prospecting. Yeah, and so if if calling through your database is one of the pillars that you do, one of the things that you do, uh, and you haven't been tracking it, you can use an average national stat, which is 40 calls, uh, and this is dials, by the way, this isn't conversations. This is you're, you're dialing 40 people, maybe a third of them answer. Okay. Don't overthink that 40 dials. You get one referral. Mm. That's an average stat. That's not bad, right? You pick up the phone. You need a client. You need a referral today. Call 40 people in your database. Here's the key though. You got to ask for referrals. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's what the 40 to one is. That's the ratio that we need for that pillar. Right. And let's say it's open houses. So I have uh, a gentleman, one of the gentlemen uh, uh, that's in my coaching program. Um, he did 35 sales in 2022 by doing two that were all through open houses, all through open houses, wow. 35 sales through open houses by doing two open houses a week for 48 weeks in the year. Crazy, Still right? Still a month off. Okay, got it. Super, super impressive. So what we needed to break down is how many open houses does he have to do before he gets a sale, Mm. right? So we figured it out. It's 2.76 open houses to get one closed sale. This guy's phenomenal, right? A lot of you are like, what is he doing? Seven, six open house, right? So three. (laughs) Yeah, so you can average that to three. So basically he needs to do three open houses to get one closed sale. So for open houses, you need to figure out what that number is for you. Making sense? Yeah, for sure. And then just like Scott pointed out, that individual really has a system with open houses. So they're successful. You might track your own numbers and find out it takes you six open houses to get a close sale, but you can hone that skill, improve it and improve that number as time goes on. Or even the call number that Scott gave 40 calls to a referral. You might find as you get more comfortable and hone that skill, that number comes down, but we're giving you something to start with. Absolutely. Yep. That's a great point. And, and I, I wanted to go back real quick to the referral example, the 40 to one. So remember the 40 to one, 40 calls to one referral. Now, some of you are thinking, great, I can get a sale if I get one referral. And that Mm. may be true, but in general, it's not because here's the thing you get a referral to a buyer who maybe doesn't qualify. And that, so that's not, I mean, we can't control that. Right. Or maybe it's a seller who, after showing them the facts of their neighborhood and what their home could sell for today, they make the decision, you know what, maybe I should rent my house for a year. So that's a a lead that didn't really go anywhere today. Right? So, so realistically, if you want to use a national stat, it's three to one, three leads or referrals to close one sale. So going back to my example of calls to referrals, which was 40 to one, 
And then my example now, which is you need three referrals to get one closed sale. The math on that is 120 calls to get a closed sale. Mm. Okay. So I just want you guys to follow me here. So uh, I'm going to get to my point here in a second, but you got to get these ratios down. Let me give you one more example. We actually interviewed a few people who get uh, some business through social media, uh, which if you're not getting business through social media, you should be getting something if you're, if you're at least fairly active on, on multiple sources. Um, and so one of the agents that, uh, that we tracked, she gets 10% of her business through social media. Her ratio was 100 posts to get one closed sale. Okay. Mm. hundred posts gets her one closed sale agent two. I'm leaving names out of it. Gets 20 for every 21 posts. She gets a closed sale. That's pretty good. And then agent three is for every 19 posts. She gets one closed sale. And that, and, and that agent actually gets 59% of her business through social media. So knowing these ratios is extremely important in order for us to figure out how many of these activities do we have to do each week to get us through the end of the year? Yeah. Does that make sense? And it will be different for each person, right? If your goal is to do uh, four more sales before the end of the year, you're going to have different activities you need to do than the person that wants to do 40 more sales before the end of the year. Right. Yep. Absolutely. And so I wanted, I wanted to just give you uh, an example uh, real quick. And, and I, it's going to, I think it's going to freak some of you out at first, but I want you to hear this all the way through. Okay. Let's go back to my referral example, 40 calls to one referral, three referrals to one close sale. Okay. That's 120 calls. We already talked about this. Now, if you want to close six more sales through referrals by the end of the year, Here's what you need to do. Okay? Assuming you start today, this week. Yeah, assuming you start this week. Six closed sales, okay, is what you want to do. You have to multiply that to, a, to, to 120 calls because we already determined it takes 120 calls to get the three referrals. It's going to close one sale, right? So six times 120 is 720 calls. Now, some of you are freaking out. You're like, there's no way I'm going to make 720 calls by the end of the year. And my database, by the way, there's not even 100 people in it. Renee, what can they do if their database is small? Uh, add people to it. <laughs> that needs to be your priority. Absolutely, right? I mean, we tell agents all the time, the next 30 days, that needs to be your number one focus is growing your database. Yeah, if you have a database that can't sustain the amount of business you want to do, that's goal number one. That's really easy. You're going to work on adding relationships, asking people, can you be the realtor they'd refer if they knew of someone looking to buy or sell a home? You're going to be going to everything you get invited to, every networking group, uh, every school event, every everything you can do to get exposed to more people. Yep. Love it. So here's the, here's the thing, you guys. So we, we, we got to the, we did the math and it's 720 calls we have to make by the end of the year to get six closed sales. Okay. Sounds like a lot. It is a lot, um, but do you want to close the sales or not? Do you have big dreams or not? Uh, let me break this down bite size for you. You divide it by the number of weeks remaining in the year, which as of today, uh, it is 21 weeks left. So we, what we do is we divide 720 calls by 21 weeks. Then it breaks down to only 35 dials a week. Mm. That is very digestible, mm -hmm. right? That's more manageable. Let me break it down even further. Say you only work five days a week. It's only six calls a day. Six calls. You mean to tell me, Scott, if I make six calls to my database a day, 
only on the work days, five days a week for the rest of this year, I'll close six sales. I like your chances. If you're asking for referrals, I like your chances. Yeah. And again, that's assuming averages, right? The better you get at having these conversations, the better your numbers actually will result. Yeah. And that's why I'm glad you brought up that point earlier, Renee. Um, I, I taught a class on this topic um, uh, just a few days ago. And it is one of the, the slides that I talked about was sparring to improve, right? Mm -hmm. Studying, practicing, take action and repeat. You've got to plug in, in the example Renee gave, if, you're, if your ratio is not great on anything, open houses, um, posting on social media or calling through your database, then maybe meet with somebody in your office, take them to lunch that is good at it. Mm. Or listen to a podcast episode on that topic or read a book on that topic so that you can improve that ratio. But number one, I, I love all those things, is you got to start doing it. You can study all you want, but if you never get into the practice and act, you won't ever see a result. Yep. Yep. Which is, which is going to be step five. Okay. perfect. But let me wrap up step four real quick, just okay. to recap. Cause I, I realized we talked about it, but we didn't say it was step four. <laughs> so <laughs> step four, okay. step four, we talked about, okay, we need to, now that we know our ratios, we know that there's 21 weeks remaining in the year. Now for some of you, by when you listen to this might be 20 weeks. So just do your math on that. 21 weeks left in the year. You need to multiply your ratios times the 21 to get the desired, uh, or excuse me, divide, uh, your, your numbers of how many homes you need to get from that source by 21 weeks so that you get the number of activities weekly that you need to do in order to accomplish that goal by the end of the year. So don't be overwhelmed. What was your source of business? If it's open houses and you know you need to do four open houses to get to a closing, then you need to seg figure out how many closings you need, how many open houses you're going to do. Has anyone ever done two open houses on one day? Sure, plenty. So if you have a plan, it's going to be easy to execute. If you don't have a plan, you're going to be sitting there on December 31st going, man, I missed my goal. You know, the thing is, Renee, is there's the 80-20 rule. You want to explain that real quick? Once again, 8020 uh, is Pareto's principle, right? And it says that 80% of our results will come from 20% of our activities. Yep. And, and in the real estate world, 20% of the agents are doing 80% of the business. Now, those 20%, to, to your point just now, Renee, those 20%, I guarantee you, they have a plan. They know exactly how many activities they need to be doing in order to hit their goal by the end of the year, right? And the rest of us are trying to figure it out. We're trying to figure it out, but I'm helping you figure it out, right? It's just simple math and it's choosing the right prospecting activities that work for you and it's tracking. You've got to track in order to accomplish. For sure. And, and so let me just real quick before we get to step five, um, the weekly action plan. This is what it looks like after you do everything that we just discussed. This is an example that I shared in a class the other day. Maybe after I do my math, this is what I come up with. Every week, I need to call 30 people in my database and make sure to ask for referrals. If I do that, that should get me seven deals by the end of the year. My second thing I'm gonna do every week is I'm gonna host one open house each week. If I do that based on my ratio for open houses, I should get five deals by the end of the year. And posting on social media once a day, every day, should get me one extra deal by year's end. If I stick to this plan, I will close 13 deals by the end of the year. That's literally how easy a real estate action plan can be, which does bring us to step number five, Renee, 
Which is execute. Which is just do it. <laughs> it it's just and, do it. And some of it, right? We just, we get scared. We get intimidated. We talk ourselves out of it. And we are our own worst enemy when it comes to achieving our goals, right? We go, gosh, there's a reason why that person can do it and I can't. Or, oh, what if I don't do it right? You'll never know unless you do it. And you know what? I love the quote, uh, let me see, the the harder I work, the luckier I get. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> right? love that. Yeah. Uh, because it's true, right? So if you're looking at someone who's experiencing success, they probably are putting in those hours and that time. Yeah. If you're not doing what's hard, life's going to be very complicated for you, right? What is that quote? That quote is... If you do what is hard, life will be easy. If you do what is easy, life will be hard. Yeah. I, I love that, Your right? Yeah. So if you want to do what's easy, life's going to be hard, right? So, uh, you know, that's on you. But if you want to get the, the reason why you got in, most people got in this business is they want, they've got some life aspirations they need to fund. Sure. And we've got a plan to help you get there, right? Um, going back to if you're, if you're a little bit not so great in open houses conversion or online lead conversion or even getting referrals from your database. Again, or adding people to your database, not being a secret agent. Yep, yep, absolutely. Again, in my opinion, Renee, I think you should have hours every week dedicated to personal development. If you don't, that is a problem. And we gave lots of examples of how you can get there, right? Reading, podcasts, interviewing other agents that are better at that social media. People in your office that, that are really good at social media, really good at getting leads through social media, they're doing something right. It's probably in what they're posting, right? Just posting once a day isn't necessarily going to be the magic pill. It's what you're posting as well. So there's, it's twofold. You got to be consistent, but it's also, what are you posting? Well, to learn what's working, go talk to those people, right? I like what Warren Buffett says. The best investment you can make is an investment in yourself. The more you learn, the more you earn. Mm, that's powerful. So uh, that said, finish this year strong. How many homes do you need to sell by the end of the year? What are your main sources of business? You should know this, but if not, you, we talked about how you can figure that out. Uh, figure out the ratio, meaning how if you primarily do your business from online leads, how many online leads do you need to generate, correspond with, et cetera, to get to a closing. Then you're going to use that number and you're going to calculate based on the remaining weeks of the year how much of each activity you need to do. This helps you actually plan your daily and weekly execution. So you don't wake up every day and go, oh, it's a beautiful day. What will I do? Yada, 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 de-dum, de-dum. Instead, you go, whoa, it's an amazing, beautiful, gorgeous day. And I have a plan of what I'm going to do to accomplish my goals. Absolutely. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Turn to Dial Podcasts. Please check us out on Facebook or TikTok at Turn to Dial Coaching. We would also love for you to subscribe to our show and rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. For more information on our coaching programs, please go to turntodialcoaching.com. Thanks for listening.